This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for a fact that I wouldn't be who I am today or where I am if it wasn't for the transformative work that I've got to do with my therapist. So when the opportunity arose to partner with BetterHelp and offer this to my listeners, I absolutely had to jump on it. If you go to betterhelp.com backslash whatliftsyou, it'll get you 10% off of your first month of therapy. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com backslash whatliftsyou. BetterHelp will have you fill out a survey so that they can match you with the therapist that's the best fit for you. But if you feel at any time that you're not connecting with your therapist, it's no big deal. You're able to switch at any time at no additional cost. I really hope that this offer serves you well and that if you've been looking to start therapy, that you take this and jump on it. And I wish you all the best. Happy healing. Hi, my friends. Welcome to episode three of the What Lifts You podcast. And I was thinking about what I was going to name this. It's just me here today. We don't have a guest, but I just got off of the phone with my cousin and we were in this lengthy conversation of like, you know, what what's going to heal me, basically. So I wanted to touch a little bit on that. I'm sure if you're someone who is on the healing path, the spiritual path, you know, the path of exploration, which is so amazing to be on, but it's it's kind of funny. We were joking about how we have been on these, like, really extreme diets or just, like, doing things in the extreme because someone said it was healthy or someone was like, this is what's going to heal you. And so I was reflecting back over the years. I've had so many of those things of, like, this is what's going to heal me, right? Like, maybe it was... um you know, essential oils, or breath work, or hot yoga, or kundalini yoga, or this meditation, or this specific thing, uh, certain diets, that's what we were talking about in particular, we were talking about like vegetarian, vegan, raw diets, um, those types of uh, eating habits, and how, how just, not everyone is like that, of course, if that's how you eat, and that's what works for you, amazing, But sometimes, you know, I'm a mother of two, I work full time and taking it to those kind of extremes and saying like, this food is good and this food is bad or this is good and this is bad. It puts this like, this amount of stress on you that's just more stressful and harmful than kind of just being more flexible and lax about like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. And so... I was just like reflecting back over the years. I've had so many things, right? Like it's this book, it's this podcast, it's this. This is what's going to heal me. Um, this is what's going to heal my trauma. This is what's going to do it. It's, it's going to be that therapist. It's going to be this coach. It's going to be that. And the way my coach always starts our sessions, which I love so much, and this is what I love to install, instill with my clients and um, as well, is that you're perfect. You're whole you are complete. There is nothing wrong with you. Nothing. I remember one day, it was really not too long ago. I mean, I've been on this journey. Sorry, I have a puppy. He's 12 weeks old and he's got a squeaky toy and no one can stop him from squeaking it. That's what you guys hear in the back. (laughs) But 
you know, I've been on this journey going on nine years and it's been amazing, but there's a part of, of being on a healing path with an underlying thing of like, you know, something that needs to be healed. And maybe there, maybe there is something that needs to be healed. Maybe there is a behavior or an area of your life that you're not that satisfied with. But you are allowed to know that you are perfect, whole, and complete, and that there is nothing wrong with you, and also know that there is work to do. So that, that ounce of, of self-compassion that you can have for yourself by saying, Sometimes I, I wake up in the morning and I say it in the mirror, right? I'm like, I love, I, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, I love you. I love me. There is nothing wrong with you. You are so perfect. There is nothing that you need to change or do or get or become to be. There's no other version of you that you need to become to be better or whole or healed, right? Like, it's you right now. It's you stepping into the knowing that you're okay, you know, and you're more than okay. You're, you're doing good and there is nothing wrong with you. I I can't tell you guys how long I walked around thinking like there is something wrong with me. And one day, like I said, it wasn't that long ago. Maybe it was like a year, maybe two years ago. I woke up and I was like, I just, all my trauma, all the stuff that's happened in the past, everything that like I have accumulated, all of that like guilt, shame, remorse, pain, whatever, all of it, I was like, oh, it's just, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it to be my story. It's not who I am. And I'm kind of like done with it. I'm done holding on to it. I'm done carrying it. I'm, I'm done bringing it into like my relationships. And I'm done having it affect the way that like I communicate with people that I love or communicate with the, with the people who I don't know uh, and don't love yet. Um, so one day, on that day when I woke up, I was like, cool, I'm going to make a new story. And you can do this too. It's, it's a really great activity. Um, my coach had me do it a really long time ago, but I didn't actually start believing it for some time. And I can't tell you exactly when the shift happened, but when it did, it was just phenomenal, right? And so you kind of figure out whatever loop you're living in. What's the story you tell yourself? Is it, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. This happened. This person didn't love me, so I'm not lovable. This person left, um, so I'm not good enough. This, that. It doesn't have to be from childhood. It could be from, you know, something more recent too. But, like, what is it that you're holding on to? What's the story that you're telling yourself? Because your words create your reality, right? They say words create worlds. Abracadabra literally means with this word I create. So with this word I create. And that sets the tone for your mind. That sets the tone for your day, it sets, it's, your thoughts become re- your reality. Um, some people call it manifestation. Um, I like to call it intentionality, right? What's, what's the intention you're putting behind all of your actions? Like, what are the thoughts? What are you intending for this day? I like to do it all day long. All day long, I'm setting intentions. It started with something, uh, 
you know, when I was, I, all you guys will hear me reference being sober a lot, but when I was first getting sober, I had a lot of, uh, behavior characteristics and they were kind of what helped me survive, right? So like I, I grew up with some trauma and I had these survival skills uh, that I had adapted to living in this way because I thought that's that's what how I had to live and how I had to behave to survive. And it wasn't relevant to my life anymore, but I was still behaving in that way, I would say, because of patterns, right? So I had to learn some new behaviors. I had to learn some new skills. And people taught me. The people who came before me taught me how to live by spiritual principles. And so, like I said, I, I had some work to do. And some people will call it manifestation. Some people will call it intentionality, um, faith. I like to mix uh, faith with action, a spiritual action, or I sometimes call it spaction. It's like, I know it's silly, but it's just my word, right? Because faith without works is dead. So I would take aligned spiritual action and I was able to create a life filled with love and trust and honesty and integrity. And I was able to integrate these spiritual principles into every area of my life. And what it came down to was the intentionality that I would wake up in the morning, I would breathe, and I would pray. And I would pray to this universal love. I, I wouldn't call it like religion, but I'd pray to this universal love and that that loving energy of the universe would be with me in all of my relationships and all of my affairs and would guide me to the highest good for all. So not what was of the highest good for Christina or so-and-so or whoever I might have been praying for, right? Because we have friends and loved ones who we care about and they're going through hard times and we think we know what's best for them. But we really, we don't. We don't know why things are happening the way that they're happening. But when we can su suspend our fear and suspend our worry with prayer, right? And prayer, I like to think, is just like inserting faith, right? So maybe your mind is cloudy and it, it's filled with worry. But when you pray, you surrender that fear. It's suspended in time, and you're, you're putting in a little bit of faith in that universal love. You're welcoming that universal love into your life. And with sincerity and willingness, you are accepting that spiritual guidance and you can ask for a sign if you want to you know what's your sign is it going to be like pink and white flowers is it going to be butterflies is it going to be um you know a groundhog whatever your sign's going to be <laughs> you know those are so random but um pick your sign you know ask for it when you ask for that spiritual guidance and again set the intention. So I used to have a reminder that would go off on my phone and it would say, check in with God, right? And it would go off multiple times a day because I wasn't too savvy with my iPhone yet and it would just keep going off. I didn't know how to control the reminder. So it would go off multiple times a day, which was super helpful. And then as the years went on, I'd add more reminders, right? It's to see everyone and everything through the lens of love. So that was another intention that I set, to have some compassion for myself and for others. So when I was in judgment, I could pause in that moment, and I could say, ooh, this judgment has arised. And I could think, this is probably from an old hurt, right? So this judgment has arised. I'm judging this person. 
it really has to do with this core wound that I have. Where is that core wound? What is it? Where do I feel it in my body? Maybe feel it for 90 seconds, right, or so. Try to get a sense of where is that sensation coming from? Is Does it start in my throat? Does my throat get all tight? Is it more in my chest? Is it more of an aching pain? Is it in my belly? Does it send my belly somewhere funny? And really get in touch with where I feel that in my body. Feel it for like 90 seconds or so, if you can tolerate that. And then literally hold myself. My therapist taught me this, and you guys will hear me talk about my therapist a lot. I did a couple years of EMDR, so it's eye movement. Eye movement. EMDR. Uh, I actually have to look it up. Eye movement something and reprocessing. I'll look it up right now, what it stands for. But it basically allows you to process old trauma. Okay, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing therapy. And you guys have to forgive me for losing my words sometimes. Like, I've done EMDR for years. I know what it's called. But I actually have the markers for Lyme's disease. So I'm going to do that treatment. It's three weeks of antibiotics. I'm going to start it in the fall when I'm not in the sun. So if you find me, like, losing my words, that's what it is. It's from Lyme's. <laughs> um, I was thinking I was getting, like, Alzheimer's for a little bit, but it's Lyme's. So I'm going to do that treatment soon. But my point is, I did a couple years of EMDR, and I still do it as needed, right? Because, like, we're constantly living life. There's always things that we need to be processing, and we have the tools, right? Some people call it a spiritual toolkit. Some people call it a spiritual handbag. I have a spiritual handbag. In it, I have all my tools. And I really like to, like, use them because it helps me stay present. It helps me not carry all the guilt and the shame of the past. It helps me not think, like, wow, I, like, what's this? Of course, like, all of those, those things I was talking about in the beginning of, like, what's this next thing that's going to heal me? Those are all amazing tools. It's really great to walk hand in hand with those tools of prayer, breath work, meditation, yoga, uh, nutrition, exercise, all of those self-love and self-care things, talking with the therapist, all of those things that we do to, to take care of ourselves are so great to do and so great to have in our spiritual toolkit, but they need to go along with the fact and the belief, the knowing, the inner knowing that there is nothing wrong with you, right? I am perfect, whole, and complete. Wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and say it. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. It's called the heart hold. This is what I was talking about with, um, I got way off. <laughs> I went way off on a tangent whenever <laughs> I was talking about the self-compassion and being stuck in judgment. But my point was to get to this heart hold. Okay, so you recognize that you are in judgment, you think about what is this what is this really about? What core wound is this really triggering? You go to your, you know, your inner child, your inner teenager, your inner 20-year-old, your inner whatever. Maybe you were hurt yesterday and that's why you're judging someone today. Go to that part of yourself. Get in the heart hold, hold yourself for a second or you can literally as if you would hug a child. Think about think about a child that fell and you pick up the child and you're holding the child, right? Are you okay? You know, you're maybe you kiss the boo-boo to make it better. Whatever you do, you're holding that child 
the same way you would hold a child from who just fell, I want you to hold yourself, right? And the moment that you hold yourself and have a compassion for yourself, you are opening the door for self-compassion. Oxytocin is being released in those moments. And you are allowing compassion for the part of yourself that needs it. In that moment, you're also able to extend some compassion and some love for that person who you are judging and say, wow, this person must be hurting too. You offer up your love and your compassion for them. Setting those kind of intentions, that kind of intentionality and grace throughout your day will allow you to create the life of presence, love, integrity, honesty, humility, love and kindness, compassion. All of the things that we strive for, we can have the moment we become present and aware to the fact like we're all human. We're all connected. We're all one. There's no need for judgment. All of those judgments that we have are little separations that we create and they will become our reality if we allow them to or we can step back into that, oh wait, if we're all connected to this loving energy of the universe, what's going on? Why am I being so hard on myself? Why am I search, you know, fearlessly searching for this thing that's going to heal me. I spent like six years searching for what was going to heal me. Like what's, what's going to heal me? What's going to make me whole? Oh wait, it was, well, it started, it started in multiple ways, but like one day I woke up and, and hopefully hearing this will help you too. But one day I woke up and I was like, there is nothing wrong with me. Like, why do I, why do I think it's going to be this or that or that that's going to, like, really do it? Maybe it just needs to be the fact that, like, I know I'm okay. I know I'm loved. I know that I am supported. And <laughs> it's funny because I, I teach all of these things, but to integrate them into my own life and to truly believe them didn't really happen until, like, the last couple of years. And it's a practice. It's a daily practice. I can so quickly forget and start thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not this enough, X, Y, Z, whatever you want to call it, I'm not enough, that if I, if I am, the best thing I can do for others is to practice myself, put, you know, put my practice in the morning, set that intention to care for myself and nourish myself in that way so that I can show up in the world as a better person to help serve others it's called we call it the ripple effect too right like people will say um you know kindness starts with you that means you have to be kind to yourself first before you're gonna extend that love to another person okay guys but what i really want to do i wanted to pick a card for the community and we can wrap up after this so I have the Universe Has Your Back deck. I love Gabby Bernstein. Love, love, love her. I've learned so much from her and her books and her talks over the years. And um, we study from some of the same courses. I also have another teacher who practices uh, from the Vajrayana line of Buddhism. And so when we, take about, we talk about being on the spiritual path and on the healing journey and all of these things that are so amazing and useful to have in our spiritual handbag or our spiritual toolkit, these are like all really amazing things. And I'm not saying don't do them. Please 
go, learn, explore, always be open-minded and like always hear and take what works for you and leave the rest. Right? But like remember at the end of the at the end of the day, these things aren't the end all be all. And that you are perfect, you are whole, you are complete. So I'm picking a card right now and I'm thinking, what's of the highest good for all for this community? Let's see what we got. <clears throat> mm, okay, it says the more energy and intention I bring to my faith, the more fearless and free I am. So when we can set the intention of love, the way I interpret it is the way we, when we set the intention of love throughout our day, and it's okay if we forget, it's okay if um, things crop up and we fall short and we're short with this one and we're, we lash out at that one, it's okay. It's really okay. Have some compassion for yourself. Have some compassion for the other. Turn. For me, humility is a huge thing, right? Like admitting when I'm wrong really allows the space for the connection to be uh, repaired. And like, I, I, I always like to say when I'm wrong, honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Because um, <clears throat> I, I don't know everything and I am constantly learning and I do want to be in that like loving state most of the time, but the truth is I'm not, right? Like the truth is, Maybe I, the goal is always like nervous system flexibility, right? I always love to bring it back to the nervous system too. Am I in a dysregulated state? Of course, sometimes I am. The goal isn't always to be in that perfect ventral vagal state of, of stability all the time. We're human. We're going to be dysregulated sometimes. The goal is always going to be nervous system flexibility, it's going to be practicing in the morning so that if I do my breath work and my nervous system is regulated and I've put that into practice every single day, when those things do come up, when I am triggered, when I am hurt, all of those things, the awareness allows me to step back into that state of loving, kind, compassionate awareness. So the more energy and intention I bring to my faith, the more fearless and free I am. Right? This is about freedom, stepping into the present, being free, being aware. I'm, I'm like really happy that we pulled this card. It's beautiful too. I wish you guys could see it. Maybe I'll take a picture for the podcast photo and use it. Um, it's of like a really lovely hummingbird. And hmm, maybe we can pull just one more just because it feels like that kind of day. It feels like a two card kind of day. Oh, wait, I was actually, we can't close yet. There's one more thing. So the practice I wanted to share with you all about realizing what loop you're stuck in. So whatever loop you're stuck in, whatever story you've been telling yourself, I want you to think about, okay, how do I want to feel? That can, that can be a really great starter. How do I want to feel? How do I want to make other people feel? And like, what's my intention for this day? So one of mine is I wake up in the morning and I say the possibility, because we want to live in the realm of possibility and exploration and joy and creativity. So 
the possibility that I am inventing my, for myself is the possibility of being kind, loving, vibrant, blissful, and free. And when I say those words to myself and I create that opportunity for myself, it opens so many doors to just like if I any situation that I'm in, I'm able to kind of bring back like, wow, well, I, I wanted to create this opportunity of inventing possibilities for myself. So like, what can I do in this situation? You are never stuck. There's always options. And the more that you try to step into the possibilities of joy and creativity and kind of like looking at your situation from a bunch of different angles. Like, how can this serve me? How can this serve someone else? How could this situation be of the highest good for all? And I think we'll end with that. I'm so glad that you guys joined me today. Oh, wait, no, I said one more card. <laughs> Sorry. I keep going. I keep going to close out because I don't want to ramble. I just wanted to pop in, touch base, share what was on my mind. We'll close out with this one, though. Mm, I am the loving energy of the universe. That's the perfect card for today. That was my, that was the whole intention of coming on to this podcast was to tell you guys that there is nothing wrong with you. You are perfect. You are whole. You are complete. And so you are also the loving energy of the universe. Maybe tell yourself that when you wake up in the morning, tell it to yourself throughout the day, say it a million times, say it to yourself, t say it to your kids, say it to someone you love, say it to your friends, your coworkers, say it. you, you are the loving energy of the universe. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you all next week with our guest speaker, and I'll leave that a surprise. All right.